This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. edition seven in a row they're, they're i mean the we got to get to the fact that they might actually kill you like there is the chance that you might not get to see the end of this beautiful run because you might die in the middle of it mr i'm gonna run a million miles uh every day but uh i think it's all worth it buddy we might we might have to sacrifice you for, for this team it's it's that much fun now and let me make an official statement on that james um I am willing to die for this baseball team. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that needed to be said, but no, it did. there is not a single person listening <laughs> to this pod who did not already know that. Yeah, listen, man, it's great times. It is, um, man, I, and it's not even like <laughs> it, it's not even like they're just winning anymore. Like they're, dude, they bludgeoned. The 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 the, the Brewers this week. I almost called them the Millers this week. They they yeah, they killed know. them. Yeah. I mean, they they Phillies like they were the Millers this week. I know. Well, it used to be Miller baby. Park. It used to be Miller Park. So oh, um, I know. I know. I know. By the way, I, I like that you really went for it on that yo. I mean, like you. I had you, to. You, you you fully committed to to the yo on that one. For sure. I gave and and I I thought you know what this could wake Zoe up. I was nervous about that part of it. Um, but I was like, you know what? I got to go for it. I, again, Jack, like if you think about it this way, I, I mean, honestly, as ridiculous as this sounds, this might be the most exciting moment in season wise in the history of this podcast. Cause the only other comparable is like the eight game winning streak in terms of like them actually feeling like a baseball team in a run. And that was fun and it was really cool, but we all knew in the moment it wasn't real, and then they went to lose like eleven and fifteen. This might not be real, like sure it's possible, but like it looks different, Jack. We just saw a completely different baseball team the last week than we saw the whole season. I mean, you mention it like they put up two ten nothing games this week. They wanna they won two games in the most absurd ridiculous fashion a grand slam to tie it in the eighth then lose the lead in the ninth and then your rookie who has only hit one home run in his life and it was a couple days before hits a walk off a three-run walk off in the ninth then the next night Alec Bowman Matt Veerly are gonna homer off Josh Hader to give up the first runs he's given up since last July like that's that's Bat crap. I was going to curse there, Jack. Like, that's ridiculous. This is ridiculous what we've been watching. It is a different vibe with this team. They look like they're having fun, man. Like, what's that about? Yeah, I I, I mean, it's just it, it's just crazy to sit here and and watch them night in, night out. Like, like I honestly haven't felt like a loss in, in six games. <laughs> no, like, I, usually, I, I love that tweet you put out where you're like, I, I am obligated to say this, but it's it's the top rara, so it is what it is. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. Even, 
Not even worried about it. Um, it, it, it's a different vibe. They look way more bought in. They look like their energy levels are just up. They, they, they just they just look like a real freaking baseball team. And like what we're finally starting to see, James, is we're finally starting to see this talent take over. And the Brewers were a very good team heading into this week. First in the NL Central, all of that. And what the Phillies did was that they took it to them. They absolutely took it to them. And this overwhelming talent that we had talked about when they signed all these guys, when they when they came together, and what made it so freaking frustrating was that there was enough talent here for them to, to compete with teams like the Brewers. And the Phillies looked like they were in a different class than that Brewers team. And that is a Brewers team that has, that when I think of the smartest pitching organizations in the sport, it's them, it's the Rays, it's the Yankees, it's the Giants. Um, I mean, that's the four off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm missing one other one that really sticks out. But I think the Brewers are well, right the there with them. Dodgers, too. The Dodgers, yes. The Dodgers are a great one. They are one of those organizations that's, that have, have gotten maximum amount of talent out of the stuff that they have there. And what the Phillies did this week was for all the people that over the weekend were like, yeah, it's just the Angels. Like, go play a real team. They played a real team, a, a, a good team, a team that is going to win the NL Central. They made the, the playoffs Phillies four look- years in a row, Jack. The Brewers have made the playoffs four years in a row, and they're going to make it five years in a row. And the Phillies looked like they, they didn't even belong on the same field. That's impressive, and that's something that can keep them going. And that's something that you can just build off of. You know, I thought, I thought Sunday night winning a game like that was important for, for team growth. And it, it showed on Tuesday when, when they hit the home run off Hader. <laughs> I still can't believe veer- it. I, still I know. It. Like, I, I'm still not sure ta- it happened. <laughs> it's how I feel. We always joke. We always do the bit about like, oh, that game didn't happen or that series didn't happen. And it's always because it was horrible. Like, I actually feel like that amazing thing didn't happen. Like, it's so I felt no hope in that moment, Jack. It's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty disappointing that you you doubted the top right now. It really is. You know, it, it's a new era now. We don't need to we don't need to hide under our, our desks or whatever and be afraid uh, that that the big bad Phillies are going to show up again. Are they going to lose games? Like, are they going to lose games? Yes. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. But 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 I think they're going to lose games. And but even if they lose games, like I, I just trust them now. Like I, I don't care if I, I get heartbroken again. I don't care if um, I know we've been down this path with what seems like a million times. But it, it, it feels different. It looks different. The talent that we banked on heading into the season is starting to pay off. Not all of them, but the, but that's honestly what makes it even better is that they're not all hitting at the same time. Yeah, and that sounds absurd. Like Castellanos is going to hit at some point. Way too talented of a hitter. So, like, maybe when another guy cools off, there's there's Castellanos starting to go off. That's the beauty of this lineup. So, it, it, it's just so refreshing, James, that we're not about to head into a another summer where it's like, man, are they good? Are they not good? Why do they look dead? Why are they they disappointing us? Why are they? Why can't? Why does it feel like we haven't had good baseball here in South Philly for for ten years? Um, it, it feels like that's over, and and it feels like we're about to head into. What what should be a really really fun summer of baseball oh, for our fills, baby? Funny. A lot of Miller lights, a lot of running. I'm gonna die, but it'll be well worth it in the end. Yeah, and obviously, podcast presented by Miller Light. Celebrate responsibly. Official partner of the Philadelphia Phillies, and we'll talk about the Ring the Bell night in a little bit as uh, we get some awesome Miller Light stuff going on. Like Jack said, we'll be 
out and about this season doing a lot of fun stuff with Miller Lite. But to your point there, Jack, I think the, um, you know, the amazing thing is just, you know, watching this team actually having a blast playing the game, which shouldn't feel like such a, a unique thing, but it really has not felt that way the entire Girardi era. I mean, at no point have we watched this team and been like, oh, there have been so much fun out there. Oh, this is a team that really likes each other. They got fun, you know, like everything they've ever done. We always talk about it, the, the Homer hat and the the plant, the the bamboo plant. Oh, like It's always forced. It always feels awkward and, and not real. Like this week, the watching them play, watching the, the celebrations in the dugout, the locker room after with the music and, and, and fun. Like, and I know winning breeds fun. Like I get that, but, but it felt different, Jack. They've won. They've had a few winning streaks. I mean, they had a six game or an eight gamer last year. It never felt like this. It, it felt muted. And, and like, there wasn't a real energy to those teams in the same type of way. Like this feels real when you watch these guys, like they're actually out there having a good time. And you know, we, we, it was clear that they didn't like playing for Girardi. Like, I don't care what anyone says. There's so many people like on Twitter, or this, that, and people doing it with the Joe Madden thing where they're like, Oh, you know, uh, yeah, the, I guess the manager just didn't tell the guys to hit good enough or whatever. And it's like so annoying because, no, you weren't here every night. You didn't watch this team. You didn't see the way they just hated for their playing for this guy. Like, And I, you know, pretty funny, I tweeted, um, this was like four nights ago or whatever, I tweeted, unreal how the Phillies look like a completely different team all weekend. They must have really hated playing for Girardi. And last night, Rick Kinsler, Brandon Kinsler's dad, jumping into the fray and says they did. And that's not shocking, but like we know they hated playing for this guy. And it is clear that that playing for Rob Thompson or maybe just simply having Joe Girardi gone has absolutely made a difference with the feel of this team and the energy and the excitement on a night to night basis. I think, Jack, I think that's going to carry forward. Well, yeah, and I think this is the time where uh, guys like Schwarber and 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 guys like the the young guys on the team, you know, the 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 Moniacs, the the Stotts, the Maytons, like this is where they can kind of thrive. You know, I think Bryce is going to be Bryce. I think I think JT is going to be JT. Um, they're more just they they're just lead by examples, guys, and that and that's perfectly fine. But this is where those guys can kind of get more life out of this team. Like, did you see Didi, Didi's post-game interview? Like, I didn't see Didi that happy in totally. a Phillies uniform, I feel like, ever. Like, they all look like they're having fun. I mean, they would hit the home runs, them walking down the walking down to the end of the dugout. Like, that's stuff that we'd see, like, the Red Sox totally. do last year totally. with the home run cart. Like, we talked about it all the li- time, man. I, 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 I know. And it's just, you know, I, I, think, <clears throat> I think I figured out the Girardi thing. Um I think the best way to explain it is that he kind of had this authoritative presence where like, he's just going to be the leader and you all play under me and I'm not going to get to know any of you guys. You know, I think I, I saw Jason Stark maybe wrote, uh, wrote this the other day for the athletic. I think um, <laughs> how like he had heard that Girardi had only talked to Castellanos like one or two times in his entire tenure here, which is just, insane it's my Um, uh, honestly jack like i i believe it but i find it really hard to believe that's how ridiculous it is yeah but if that's how joe's wired that's how that's how he's wired like uh, that's not it's not really ripping joe that's just how he is but it is kind of ripping him because you can't be a major league baseball manager in this day and age like that like yeah but but it's hard to change a guy's uh, change how a guy is i agree so 
that's where I'm kind of giving him the, the little bit. Because like, I think Joe's like a nice guy. Just a, the wrong fit. Like, it just couldn't be, the, couldn't be more of a wrong fit. Um, and, and I think it's just so shocking. You know, Bryce, is, his quotes have been very revealing. Um, but honestly, like every single post-game presser or post-game quotes you see, it's the same thing. It's like we're having a lot of fun. And that's just – it's just so – it's honestly the main reason why I believe this is different because even last year when they were winning and they went on the eight-game winning streak, yeah, the, the Wheeler game was special, and, and I, I thank him for that forever. I mean, doing that on Doc Day is, is, a, is a special, special thing as Phillies fans that watch Doc and, and know how much he meant to this fan base. Wheeler doing that was ridiculous, but it still never felt fun. Like It was still like, yeah, you're winning, but it's not really in convincing fashion. They're 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 starting to to destroy teams and they're having fun doing it. And James, those two comeback wins, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, that's how the 08 team figured out how to win. This team for the last couple of years had had not known how to win games and come back in games. But you're but cre- creating this naiveness, I guess, in your head that you can always come back is really really important when you're talking about a baseball team. So um, that's why. The homers off hater, the coming back against the Angels, that's the kind of stuff that can last you through a summer. Yeah, I think you could argue they had two of their three or four best wins of the last five years, 10 years, I guess, 11 years, whatever you want to say, back-to-back nights. I mean, I guess back-to-back games because they had the off day in between. But, like, I mean, that 9-7 win, you know, to again, to, to be down four runs in the eighth and have Bryce hit that grand slam with two outs and two strikes – and then to be down to two outs, two strikes, down a run in the ninth, and have have Stout walk it off is is miraculous. I mean, that is a miraculous win. And then I I honestly true I know it was less um less of like a thrilling back and forth, and you know you hit the grand slam and then you lose it in the ninth. It was like more you know more of a roller coaster that that first one, more of like a thrilling baseball game. But I think it is more shocking what they did the next game. I think the fact that it was not just that they beat Josh Hader like that, that, that they hit you know, two home runs off him, two solo shots to take a lead in a one-run game. I think the fact that it was Alec Bohm and Matt Veerling in a pinch-hit spot doing that. Like, and Bohm's a, a good hitter. We like Alec Bohm, but not known for crushing baseballs like that out of the ballpark. I mean, that was he smoked that one. Um, to off hater, like to me, Jack, that was even more shocking. And, and I think you take those two games, they're two of the most impressive Phillies wins of the last decade. That's crazy. They have back to back games. Yeah. Um, shout out to Captain Carshield, Matt Veerling, um, being able to come <laughs> through in that spot, which is, which is a worse, uh, local TV commercial. Is it, is it the Matt Veerling Carshield or the Tyrese Maxi Cure Auto Insurance? Oh, it's definitely Veerling. No, I don't think so. The, the I love Maxi, but the yeah, Cure but at Auto least at least Maxi's Maxi. Like you know, I, I, I mean, yeah, he, that's fair. He gets a little credit for it being Maxi. Like the fact that Matt Veerling's even in a commercial is a ridiculous thing. Yes, but you know, I, I listened to you talk about those two wins and how impressive they were. How, like, how about? You have those big moments, the, the the big momentum swing, and you you're riding a high of of beating Josh Hader for the first time in almost a oh, year. Yeah, buddy. So you have out, that, and then you come out. But then to come out, the, yeah, come out the next night and just absolutely like just just smoke them. I mean, because the Phillies, honestly, in the not 
Rob Thompson era, you know, maybe in the Joe Girardi or, or Gabe Kapler, they have the big comeback win, and then I feel like they laid down the next <laughs> night because they can't <laughs> oh, Jack. maintain the same how, kind of how energy. About, and, and also, another example today, like, didn't I, I texted you in the first inning, I said to you, they're going to lose today because we're recording tonight, and it's just the lockiest lock of all time. They do a lot of fun stuff right before we record, and then they would, like, lose that game before. It's like, that's what they do to us, and they didn't. They just handle business again. And what did I text you back, James? You said, yup. You're like, they're definitely going to lose. We both felt they were. Yeah, but then I said. Then you said, yeah, you know what you said is not in the topper era is what you said, Jack. (laughs) What happened, buddy? Uh Uh-oh. Is it over? Did I win? I had a minor slip up. Minor slip up. Topper. Minor slip up. Everyone knows it's topper. I mean, the team calls him topper. You can't fight that. Well, listen, I don't just I don't just go down without a fight. I know you don't. Um, I know you don't. But no, I think it's because everyone keeps calling him Topper. And I was like, oh, well, I guess it's Topper. But also look in my head. I was like, well, I still have the it's still it's still Topper in my yeah, head. Yeah, so texting just, it to me was a big mistake, though. Yeah, no, I had a moment. <laughs> I had a moment of, of weakness for sure. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm still not on the crusade to make sure it's Topper and not Topper. Okay. Um, but good luck. Regardless. But regardless, it's <laughs> I'm new, pretty it, impressed if you can pull this off. That might actually be more impressive than you getting Bryce Harper here. Well, what about running seven miles tomorrow? No, I mean, that's just it's just a death wish, buddy. So <laughs> let's get into the running thing, because honestly, on, I mean, uh, you <laughs> you got a lot going on right now, Jag. You got a lot of. A lot of irons in the fire right now. We got Miller Lights for Phil's wins. We got Run for its Run. You got a lot going on. The run thing is, it seems to be hitting. People really seem to be in on the fact that you are going to keep up with this win streak and run each day. Like, I've seen, I feel like more tweets about you running than almost anything else in my timeline in the last couple of days. First of all, good work by you. Second of all, horrible job by you because you have to keep up with this thing where are you at with this um uh, oh where am i at um I, I was rooting very hard for corbin burns today to uh maybe dominate for once, you know? <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe give me eight shoddy um and we get out of milwaukee with a no it's it's all good like it was funny because I, I like bryce at the home run, i was like yeah and i was like oh it's awesome and i was like oh hold on Hold on. This means we're closer. And then Schwarber hit it. And I was like, oh, my God, I really didn't have to do this. And then a double comes up and it's like, really? Really? We gotta, we, it's like they're trying to kill me. Honestly, it's like it's like it's like they're they're trying. Um, they won't do it. So um, honestly, you know, it, it's good. I will say the the six was really tough today. You know, uh, I, I would say. Oh, like, no. I, well, that's the thing, too, is that there, it's, it's the consecutiveness of it, too. It's not like you're like running six and then you work up to seven. I'll get to seven next week. It's like, no, next day a mile more. Next day a mile more. Like, that's it's intense, buddy. Well, especially because, like, I just increased my daily running to four miles from three miles on, like, Monday. Um, so, like, it's been <laughs> oh, a- You just ramped that up, huh, buddy? <laughs> It's been a pretty quick jump. <laughs> You're like, let's um, just go for it. Let's just ramp this baby up. Yeah, so like I'm already preparing. Like I, I, I had pasta tonight for dinner. Um, I, I'm gonna get up at like 
six thirty. Nah, yeah, I'll probably get up like six thirty tomorrow, just so I can like do it at like between seven and eight thirty, so I have plenty of time um, to figure out all my stuff. But it's you know, it's good. I really like doing it. <laughs> I, <know>. I like. <laughs> I, I like second. everything. It's good. It's fine. It. It's fine. It's 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 fu- it's like you're like Dave Dombrowski talking about Joe Girardi. He's fine. He's Joe's fine. He's really fine. I really like doing it outside of actually doing it. Like it's okay. a, you love it's the, the bit. A- you love the bit. You don't love the the actual living up to like acting. Well, because out the last bit. year, last year during the first run, Fritz run, it was a mile and a half loops uh, for Phillies wins, I know. and I was just like, screw it, let's go one for every win. It's all your fault. I mean, you're you have no one yeah. to blame but yourself. No. So- it, it, it's, it's all good. I'm okay. going to be out there tomorrow. I'm all right. Well, be, so yeah. here's the important follow-up because uh, Phillies don't have an off day till June 20th. So oh, no rest for the weary. Um, do you like, and look, this would be a good problem. To have. <laughs> like, let's just live in the topper world that we live in now. And we joke, you know, they might not lose again. They'll probably lose again. But like, what if they don't for a while? You know, like what? What, no, you, like I've already thought have, about. Do you have like a, a limit? Like if they hit ten, I'll just continue to do ten or something. If they get to eleven, and so, or are you like potentially could theoretically be on the hook to run thirteen or fourteen miles or something like that. God willing, please go Phillies. But where are you at with this? Have you thought about the the you know potential outcomes or or you know how you would kind of handle those? <laughs> have I thought about it? Yeah, all I think about all I think about is the A's or whatever winning twenty seven yeah. straight games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or was it the the, Indians, the Guardians? The, like, I think that yeah, the Guardians. Yes, excuse me, but it, they, they won the like twenty one straight, if I remember. No, I think they got to twenty three. I want to say the A's were twenty two. I think. Oh, um, they were. I that's thought they the, got to that's the one from Moneyball. Um, I think it here. You know what? I can look this up while we're talking. This is not that hard. But have you thought about yeah. it? Of course I've thought about it. Um, it's just like, all right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is so good. Like, you did this all to yourself. Oh, I will, my God. I will try. So good. But, I, like, I think I'm good up to 10. Like, I can get to 10 and and feel pretty good about it. I just don't know, like, anything past that. First off, I'm pushing. <laughs> I think it's dangerous. First off, Honestly, I don't, well, first, want, I don't want you to do this. And I'm out there for like two hours, and I do have like a job to do. So and it's think- also like been blazing hot these days. Well, not in the mornings. The mornings have been yeah. nice. By the way, so 26 is the record, but that was in 1916. The Indians got or Guardians, but Indians at the time got 22 in 2017. The A's got to 20, so I was a little high on this. <sighs> 22 was in my head. I was thinking about the Indians. I, I messed it up. If it happens, it happens. I have not thought that. If I, I have not thought that far ahead, but I find it very hard to believe I'm running 20 miles, <laughs> or like anything more really than 10. You honestly. you like, you you will hurt yourself before you get there. Like no, not to you know. I'm sorry, but like you'll you'll pull a hamstring or you will have an. Oh no! Did I pull it? Oh. <laughs> can't do, can't do it tomorrow. Uh, what a bit, man. Well, if it gets to that point, if it gets Mazel. to that point, I think, I think I could, I think I could round up, I don't know, like uh, 20 people, like everyone does a mile. Oh, you, know, and listen, back. you have been thinking about this. You have, I'd like where your head's at, kid. This is good. Yeah. This everyone good. take a mile. Let me just, <laughs> you know, even <laughs> it goes from run Fritz run to help Fritz run. Hey, 
even Jesus had to rest a day, right? <laughs> you know, true. God, you mean God? <laughs> that's on me. That's on. That's, that's, that's definitely that's on, you. on you. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. I feel like we're too. Oh. I feel like we're way too early in the pod to be off the rails. This feels early. Uh, well, listen, why don't you get us back on track here, pal? You're on the about on to the, do, the So I was about to do. All right, uh, Topper. Um, you know, we've joked a lot about. You know, again, the fact that he started six and zero is unbelievable. Like it is really, really impressive. You know, and I think that he has mattered in the way he's handled the guys, the feeling in the clubhouse, the you know bullpen usage. I mean, it, you know. Feels like I haven't really had a big problem with anything he's done. How about using James Norwood in an 8-2 game? How about using Andrew Bellotti in a 10-0 game? Like, yeah, these are the spots I want to see these guys. That makes sense. Um, obviously, we all want to see Knable out of the closer role, but that's a, a issue for another day. Um, but outside of that, just in general, what like we've talked a lot about the feel and stuff, but have you noticed anything specific from a managing style with Topper that that either impresses you or is something you're like kind of looking at moving forward because it does seem like he's you know kept a pretty consistent lineup he's made kind of conventional decisions in a lot of spots what have you thought about Topper you know from a baseball analysis perspective Fritzy well I'll say this is that it is refreshing that every time they they pant over to the dugout he's like on the top step looking at the game or like know, talking to an assistant coach. You know, he's got his little, like his little lineup card, yeah, I think. But yeah. other than that, he's just like, you know, watching the game that's happening in front of him. Um, dude, I, I legitimately think, I think Girardi just got too obsessed with numbers. I think like, so too. Like it was just, and it was like, oh, well, the, you know, you can't take this guy out of the lineup because of his numbers against this. It's like, well, you know, what if he's costing the, 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 the team games in other ways? Um, yeah. The, how, the, real the, quick, the, real quick. How hilarious is that considering that they fired Gabe Kaplan right before? I know. I know. But I think Gabe knew how to actually. Yes, use Gabe. The Gabe didn't need to have his head in a book because he he's understood the numbers and knew how to use them and didn't need to, like, Use a binder like he could do that on his own. Like the that's what Topper. Remember when he asked Topper about the thing with Gabe? He's like, honestly, sometimes I didn't even understand it. The numbers he was doing. And Topper said he likes analytics, but he was like, some of the stuff Gabe was doing, I didn't even get it, man. Like Gabe's really good at it. There's a reason he's in where he's at yeah. with the person he's with. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's just like it's just refreshing looking over and, and seeing him really invested in the games. Um, you know, even the post game quotes. Like he's just he's just sitting there, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I thought we really hustled down to first base, and like you know, just just hitting on little different things, talk about the dugout, how special it is, and honestly, it's just it's just refreshing seeing how much it seems like this means to him, you know, and you could you can just see it in his face, honestly, how much it means to him to kind of have the spot, and he had talked, uh, I think he's talked like three or four times about how he kind of gave up on the idea of of ever managing, and you know, to be to be thrown in this position where you have a team with with this kind of payroll. It's almost a perfect situation for him, but um, you know, even little things um, like putting Odubel in in right field late in the game as like a defensive move. Um, it obviously worked out because he hit the home run, but I think that's just smart. I mean, it's easy to manage. It should be easy, I should say, uh, to to manage when you're up ten nothing or eight two. Like that stuff's good. But you know, I thought I thought using Sir Anthony today in the seventh, I thought was a fascinating move because usually when you think of Sir Anthony, you think of a more late inning option. But then when I broke, when I looked at the lineup, it's like, oh, so he's coming in this point because it's the the, the top of the top order. Top of the order, he, baby. Right, and and but also he had hand work uh, warming up for Rowdy Tellez if it got to that point where it's like, 
what crazy concept. He's, <laughs> like he's actually thinking ahead, which is which is refreshing. So honestly, like it's just you, you watch the games and everything kind of makes sense. Like Familia today in a in a six two game rather than a yep. than a three two game. Yep. You know, using him in in more low leverage spots and hey, maybe trying to get him going. I mean, we all know that he can be frustrating, but. You know, he has been an all-star in the past. He has, clo- uh, has closed games, so maybe get him going. And on the Knable Sir Anthony thing, like, listen, I, I would be all in on Sir Anthony as a closer. This whole idea of, like, well, how do you know he can handle it? It's like, I don't know, but he throws 99 with cutter movement. Like, I at least want to see if <laughs> he's he can a, do He's it. impossible to hit, so I think that'll translate. I think he can handle the ninth. I know it's tough to get those last three outs, and I get it. Um, but I would la- like to see it. But I don't. I don't hate Knable closing at this point. Now, I think if it's it's if it's in August and it's still like this, I'm, I'm all about switching and and even July, whatever. But I think this bullpen makes more sense if they can get Knable right. And I do think he's a good pitcher. Like I just I refuse I to believe I refuse to believe he's bad because now the, he won't throw a curveball for a strike right now because he's all in his head. So they need to fix that for sure. Um, but getting him going, locking down the ninth, and then still being able to use Sir Anthony in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, still being able to kind of use him in a fireman role, I think it makes this bullpen deeper and more valuable. Um, so I, I, I'm okay with keeping Knable there for now, but like you're just walking a tight rope because he walked the bases loaded, and then a scrub came up, and he was able to get out of it on, on Tuesday night. So like that's not going to happen every night. Um, but for the time being, I'm okay with it. But this whole idea of, well, I don't know if Sir Anthony can handle it. I'm pretty sure he can handle it. So, um, but it, it just, it feels like I'm, honestly, it feels like I'm watching 2016, 2017. Obviously, we know they won the Super Bowl. But it felt like going from Chip's play calling to Doug's play calling when he had Reich there before Reich left and whatever. That's how I feel right now. It feels like, oh, this is common sense. And we're, we're, what we're seeing is common sense managing by Rob Thompson. Yeah, I think common sense managing is great. Like, like you know, every move has just been the right, like pinch hitting Veerling in that spot. Like, yep, that's the right move. Like, simple stuff. But Well, to be fair, I think anyone. I think Girardi would have Girard, yes. done that too. Now, he would, now Veerling would have struck out if Veer, Girardi Veer, made the yeah, move. Yeah, Veerling might not have been called up if Girardi were still here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tomper, it was crazy. I don't know if you saw the, the postgame quote. Tomper whispered in Veerling's ear, said, hit a home run here, and he did it. So, um, just he, he called the right play, and it was yeah. it was good to see. Yeah, Girardi yeah. would have told him, hey, strike out here. Yeah, Girardi, yeah, Girardi would have said, Said, hey, if you don't get a hit, you're going back down to the minors today. Um, all right. Uh, I want to get to the lineup in a sec, but quickly on the starting pitching, not a ton to get into. Like Nola was was brilliant and he's looked really good for the most part. A couple you know miss outings, but for the most part, really good. Um, yeah, can we stop can, real quick on Nola? Can we sure, stop sure. being worried about can we stop being worried about Nola? Like I think there's a still a bit of a sky is falling, this is gonna crumble down. Like Nola's been really freaking good. I would say his last ten starts and maybe has like one blow up or or two. I think it's blow up two, there. yeah, two. But otherwise, and even the one blow up was six innings, five runs. You know, he had that one really bad start against the Mets early in the season. Uh, but other than that, like you know, his worst start has been like six innings, five runs, which you know, isn't great. Like that's not good. But you know, he gave you six innings, and it was kind of a weird start and stuff like that. So. For the most part, and and again, he's had some like gem gems in there too. I mean, he went eight. He went eight shutty last night, and, yep. and could have gone after the ninth if he wanted. Like, yeah, if they weren't up ten nothing, I think he might have. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Aaron Nola 
we never thought we'd see 2018 Aaron Nola, but this is this is getting close to that. I don't want to put that kind of pressure on him, um, but I don't think we have to be afraid of Aaron Nola anymore. Like kind of coming back to earth a little bit here. Um, and honestly, like I was surprised, James, his ERA heading into the game last night was 3.92. Yeah, and that felt that felt way off. Way, so, I mean, even even his three five now after that game feels high. Yeah, and what's interesting right now is you know how I've hated his cutter forever. Oh yeah, buddy. It's kind. Well, it's not. A, it's not really a cutter. It's kind of turning in more of like a slider shape. Um, but it's. It, last night it was dancing a little bit. So anything he can do to where he's not just a a three pitch pitcher and he can kind of add another wrinkle. Um, he was throwing some some pretty sweepy breaking balls last night. I don't. It's obviously not a traditional cutter like, I'm, like Corbin Burns throws a traditional cutter all the time. Um, but it's. It it's growing on me, James. I'll I'll say that it's growing on me. It's it's more like a slider. I wouldn't call it a traditional cutter, but it, it's growing on me a little bit. All right, I'll take it. Um, the pitcher I was gonna ask about, though, obviously, is Ranger. I thought you know the rough start uh, in Milwaukee and then really settled in into might have been his best outing of the season. Certainly one of his best outings of the season. What did you see from Ranger in that game? Was it just, look, the Brewers are not a good offensive team. You know, uh, Hunter Renfro is the only player in that, at least uh, going into to yesterday, he was Hunter Renfro, the only player in that lineup with an over 800 OPS. Like, you know, they're a bad lineup. Obviously, Yelich underperforming, but not not a good lineup. Um, but still, um, I thought Ranger looked awesome. Was there anything that you saw that you think is a, a sign of good things, or do you think it was just kind of a, a good outing against a bad team? offensively well here's what i'll say and um i'm just gonna be again this is what we do james uh completely honest with the high hopes uh podcast always, listeners buddy always it's what we do so we got so many bits but that's been our, our core we never lied to the high hopes listeners has been we never like lied to the high maybe hopes the listeners. original and not a bit like <laughs> the original ethos of the of the podcast well that and the phillies being terrible which we're hoping will change yes um the <laughs> <laughs> the, the the only pitches the only pitches of that game I saw were the final two outs. Like I was, oh, wow. I was at the I was at the hustle premiere. So oh, um, oh, listen, I don't want to oh, I don't want to really? brag or, or really? anything. Oh, yeah, buddy, but listen, I was <laughs> with the Sandman, huh? I was on the red carpet. Um, you know, it was it was so funny because like. I wore what I usually wear, wear to work, which is like I've started to dress a little bit nicer. You yeah. would agree, right? Like, oh, yeah. definitely. I mean, it's but it's definitely not movie premiere nice. Yeah. So, so we get to the we get to the Philadelphia Film Center, and like within thirty seconds, I was like, oh bleep, like because yep. like like Sandler walked by, and now nah, to be fair, he was wearing like sweatpants. Well, yeah, so, he can get he away like, with it. No one else can. Little different, I would say, between me and Adam Sandler. Um. But yeah, everyone else was like all suited up, and then there was me looking like a looking like a dork. Um, so I walked out of it, and I saw the score, and I was like, oh, "Damn it!" Like they're really like it, it, I was like, "Oh, you know, they win the game Sunday. This is like a deflating loss." I doubted. I doubted Tomper. Um, but yeah, I listened to the the home runs in my car driving home. Just absolutely fist pumping down 202 well, Fransky um, crushing it crushing oh it on those calls a good Fransky run for as hot as the uh, Phils are I would say Fransky is just as hot I might be um, hotter no offense to the Phillies Fransky is like white hot and has been hotter well, for he's longer. laughing at the Harper home run last uh, night great stuff dude just just be by the way let, all right let's uh so if you didn't see Suarez we'll we'll get to that next time hopefully 
Um, you know, he won't pitch again. I don't think before the next pod. If he does, we'll, we'll react to that. But but the offense. Let's talk quickly. You know, we've talked a lot about June Schwarber last time, and he's doing what we expected. But man, and we'll get to some of the guys struggling. But but man, like Bryce right now, dude. I I mean. Homer, what, four, I think four of his last five games. The one today was just such a tank shot. Just a, uh, un- and, and, and the one yesterday was like a missile to right. Or yeah. two days ago. I mean, it's just, he's so locked in right now. Like we've got MVP Harper right now. And, and yep. again, the fact to think that he's doing this with some sort of elbow issue, whatever it is. Uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. He is as locked in as any hitter in the sport. It's amazing. Yeah, and um, impactful home runs too. Yeah, you know, uh, the last Harper. Yeah, the yeah, last the one two. Last the, night, yeah, the one last night was like, let me join the party, boys. Like I'm still here. Um, <laughs> to put them up ten nothing, but even the one today, like that, that was a mattered. Close game. Yeah, it was a yeah. three two game. It made it a four two game with 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 this bullpen, friends. You know. Yeah, so it made it four two today, James. I I feel pretty comfortable saying that. I think they have the best hitter on the planet. I, I, I think Love it. I think Bryce Harper is legitimate. Like he's actually out exceeding my expectations when they signed <laughs> him. Like he he really is. You know, I thought they were getting an all star. I didn't think he was gonna win an MVP again because I thought like Acuna, Soto, Tatis were kinda gonna go back and forth on MVPs over the next decade. I still thought Bryce was great and I thought he was awesome. I just I didn't think he was in that in that kind of category. I think he's the best hitter in the sport, and I, I think he has um, ascended his game to another level, and he really feels like our guy. And I think I'm ready to say he's in the he's in the Utley Rollins Howard category. I was gonna say that to you. Now, obviously, they they won a World Series, so obviously that is you know a special thing in of itself, and had the run of greatness. We still need to harp in the playoffs, but. I mean, I have no problem saying Jack and I, you know, yes, I am super old, but I don't, I remember the end of Mike Schmidt's career. Like, I don't remember seeing great, he was my favorite player just because my, you know, I grew up with my dad saying, you know, this is the greatest third baseman this history of the game. He's, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but, you know, the, I saw the end of Mike Schmidt and I saw the highlights and I loved him, but like, I feel pretty confident saying that, that what we're seeing from Bryce Harper right now is the best Phillies player I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like, kind of handily like you know obviously you could Roy Halladay you could say is a, an argument um but well, in, 06, in my, 06 Howard sure yeah 06 Howard is is right there but you know that was a one t- I, I feel like Bryce Harper from all of last season through now I think is right and again hard like how that I mean that season is absurd but it was also a different era I mean 06 that those numbers didn't look quite as impressive as what Harper's doing now compared I mean Harper you know leading the league in a lot of categories but I get you're right I mean that that, that Howard season is so absurd I mean he did bad at what like 3 312 with 58 home runs I mean that's just like uh, yeah. I mean but that's that's silly like that's not real um, but you're right. But even then, it didn't feel like that. Harper now really does feel like the best player I've seen in a Phillies uniform, the way he's playing right now. That's the way it feels. And yeah. you're right, and though. I should put Howard in 06 there. But, you know, I I, I guess it's probably because I wasn't watching in 06 every single night with the same critical eye. Like, I watched a lot of Phillies in 06, but I was also, you know, just out of college. I was going out a lot. I was doing that kind of stuff, and I wasn't working in sports. So, I wasn't as locked in on the night tonight of it, so maybe that's why this feels more impressive. But uh, you're right; that's the only other. Comment. Well, and and with Bryce, it just it, it 
it feels like just utter dominance. You know, we talk all the time about, well, you know, a, a baseball player can only affect the outcome of the game so much. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's funny, James. There's two things that we have been told our whole lives that have almost been flipped on their head. One was a manager doesn't affect the outcome mm-hmm. of games. I disagree, <laughs> given, <laughs> given what I watched here for 250-plus games of Joe Girardi, and that one player can't, can't determine the outcome of the team. I totally disagree. I mean, Bryce Harper out in, in L.A., what he did out there, the second he goes out of the lineup, they go into a, a big swoon. Um, and, and just what he's doing now is is insane. And, like, James, I, I, I hold Utley, Rollins, and Howard in, like, a very, very high esteem. Like, like to even – honestly, to, to, to even put anyone in their category is, like, big. Because I, those guys mean so much to to me and a lot of people that grew up in that era. But he is he's in there. He he's on that list. He is in the same class as those guys. And like him winning one here just me would mean so much. And the fact that it finally feels like they're not wasting them. It finally feels like they're not totally wasting the prime of Bryce Harper and, and they're and they're putting this thing together and and they're starting to create magical moments. He's had magical moments. I did a top five on the air the other day of my favorite Bryce Harper moments. It was hard to narrow it down to five already. So um like man, <laughs> just just special, special stuff from from number three. Yeah, he's been amazing. All right. Um I want to get to your tape bag and and a top five if you have one, because I know you've got um you know, big time radio interviews and all that stuff that you got to get to and whatnot. Relax, we- relax. And I got to <laughs> sleep because I got seven miles tomorrow. I don't know if you know that. Seven uh, miles. I had heard. All right. So, uh, quickly, very quickly, and then we'll get to your stuff, and then I got a, a final thing. But, um, um, oh, and also, uh, quickly on Cassianos and Rees. Uh, we're not, you know what? We don't even need to talk about Cassianos. He'll figure it out. Rees, where you at on Rees? Hit the homer yesterday. Um, you know, still kind of. Not really. And JT has been better, but, you know, still not where you want him to be. Th- those guys who are kind of, especially Reese, not carrying their weight. Where are you at with them right now? Uh, you know, I think I think Reese will be fine. I, I'm just I'm waiting for the Reese hot, uh, the Reese hot, hot streak, streak, I guess. Yeah, that's 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 what he does. Um, you know, I, I still think he's working pretty good at bats. And the thing with Reese is I do still feel like he has big hits at big moments. Like I still trust him in, in pretty big spots. He had the big home run. Um uh, Wednesday night before it got out of reach when it was still kind of a tight game. So he's still doing that, which is good to see. Um, it's, it's weird though, because like the OBP is so low for, for a guy that like, I mean, he's been a career over 800 OPS guy. Um, and I think his OPS is around seven, five right now. Um, if I have, it's really weird. That's the biggest thing. He's not walking. Yeah. I just think that as summer goes along, like, one of the other guys will cool off. He'll kind of get hot. I think Cassianos will get hot. JT, I think, has been fine. Um, and honestly, it's been so fascinating watching how much they're playing JT right now. You know, they like they, they are they're not giving him uh, days off after. Yeah, a night we game. haven't seen Stubbsy in a while. They're letting the best the best bat in the lineup cool off. That's not a smart manager. I I mean, four it was guys about like four hundred. What are we doing here? Is there any party that's concerned that the Phillies are peaking too early? I mean, <laughs> no, they, they are still a game under 500. So I'll say mm. no. I'll say no. No, but it, it's it, it's something they have to monitor. I know I know that Rob Thompson's been on this big uh, 
trust the players thing, which is good. And I think it's, it's led to them winning uh, six straight or seven straight. Now uh, I keep forgetting I have to run seven miles tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think I at don't. some point you do, you do, you do have to protect your players. So JT has, has been hurt in September's the last couple of years. So the catcher's the one thing where it's like, yeah, you can tell me you can play, but you, you do have to protect catchers. I think more than almost any other position. All right. Uh, take bag in a second. Miller Lite, come out. Uh, so the Ring the Bell night, we're going to be there on Saturday. We're going to be there from 2.35 on in the Miller Lite Liberty Landing. Jack and I will probably spend the whole game there. We did last time. It was super fun. Come hang out. There are still tickets available on WIP. You can win them on WIP tomorrow. So if you listen to the pod, check it out. There will be giveaways throughout the day on WIP and if not, you know, buy tickets to coming out in the Miller Lite Landing with us. You know, it's it will be there. So buy some tickets, come hang out, drink some Miller Lights with us, blah blah blah. So it's gonna be awesome. Um, obviously, you know how excited we are about Miller Lite. Miller Lite fulfills wins. We've got a lot of people out there drinking Miller Lite. We love every single one of you. Every time I see a hashtag Miller Lite fulfills wins, it makes it makes my my soul happy. And I know, Jack, it's probably even more jack's giddy every time um and shout out to the miller Lite. i mean it's true shout don't don't lie shout out to the miller light bar of the week oscars tavern uh located 1500 block of samson if you haven't been to oscars oscars a classic philly bar has been there forever i love oscars i've been there many a time it's a legendary dive bar right off rittenhouse there enjoy three dollar miller lights and pints and great pub grub for all philly's games and another thing you can uh you can win here um, uh, in addition, the potential win tickets on WIP tomorrow, uh, go to the WIP contest page. It's 94WIP.com and click the contest page. You can register and win a $25 gift card from Oscars. So again, it's an awesome place. So check that out. And again, the real, uh, ring the bell Miller, not a light night, Jack. I'm, I'm like you there with the Miller light. How about that? The ring the bell Miller light night. Um, we'll be there, and uh, from two thirty-five on, a, a four oh five game. So we will be there a long time. So if you want to come meet us, come hang out. We'll be there. All right, Fritzy, take that. Yeah, real quick. Um, have you have you come around on on the hashtag yet? I mean, inside the podcast, you kind of doubted hashtag Miller Lights for Phil's win. Yeah, I was uh, wrong. It's been it's been a winner. It's a winner. You, you crush it. I, I just thought it was a little verbose. I thought it was a I lot know. to ask people to do. I was wrong. Mistakes were made, Jack. A well, big man, Lights. a big man admits when he's wrong, Jack. Miller lights for Phil's wins. Um, all right, take back. So, the one thing that I have noticed this week, and let me know if you've noticed it as well. I love that the young kids are playing. I, we, we've been over that. We've talked about it. Young kids, they, they add a youthful energy to a lineup that has been perceived as dead for a long time. That's important. And I want Stadi to play. I want Moniak to play. I want Bomer to play. I want those guys to play. But what's been more fascinating to me is that I feel like it's pushed the vets to be even better. Like, Didi is just crushing the ball. He's right been now. awesome, man. Look, I think he's batting like 348 like he, or something. And I think, I think Tomper... Um, not playing him Sunday and letting Stott play kind of – it was Didi's first time off the IL. He's the, supposed to be the shortstop of this team. 
you would think that he'd be out there for that. Um, and he wasn't. And I think that kind of maybe a little bit of a fire under him. So he's been great. Um, he was time. hustling in, in the, uh, the three, two game. The, like I was impressed. I even tweeted about it with the triple, the beating out the ball to first base. Like it did feel like Didi was, was out there giving it all he had. So I, I like, I think it's a really good point, Jack. And I think with, with Odubel too, um, yep. like obviously we want, Mo, we want Moniak to play, but I think Moniak getting a lot of playing time. I mean, Odubel, like it's, it's small, but he worked a walk last night that I was like, wow, he actually showed some, some plate presence there. So, um, you know, I want Moniak to play. I want Stott to play. Obviously Stott has to play right now because they don't have a second baseman. Um, and honestly, if Didi's going, whatever, but I think that the young kids playing is, has, has gotten a lot out of the veterans. So I think that's interesting. Um, interesting column by Marcus Hayes today. And it's one that I thought about honestly for a little bit was the, the Girardi firing this team's version of the Abreu trade in 06. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. They were, they were, they yeah. were 10 out. They were 10 out. Yeah, and they, I think they ended 56. up with 85 or 86 wins, right? Like something like that. Yeah. They were, they were right in yeah. until the end. That's a really fascinating thought. You know I mean? Yeah. I, I think in some ways, maybe, yeah, it's a really interesting point. I don't know if well, like, and, did the team hate Bobby? Like, I know no, that no. that's, you know, I mean, like I feel the, like this team really hated Joe Girardi or hated playing which, for him. They didn't hate him as a person, but I think they hated playing for this guy. Which is fair. I, but what, what all the players talk about from the Bobby trade was like, listen, Bobby was for, for the Rollins, Utley, Howard, the, the, the young guys that were there. It was Bobby's team. Bobby, yeah, it was his team. So it was Bobby. It was sure. uh, Dave, David Bell's team, so which is a joke. Um, uh, we had a lost. couple shots, man. Harper, D. <laughs> I know. We've been we've been we've been scratching right near it there. Meanwhile, Eduardo Escobar has one the other night for the Mets. It's just like, <laughs> come on, can we? Can I get one? No, but um, I think obviously like Abreu was a great player and whatnot. But I think moving him out of the way and letting Rollins, Utley, Howard kind of be the leaders and form a leadership group there. You know, that's, that's something that, the, that jump started that team. And it feels like this could be the same kind of thing happening here. I love it. I think it's a, a yeah. When you, when you talk it out like that is a good comp. I, I get it. And uh, again, I, I think that to the points we made, I think that I think the culture, the whole thing. And by the way, the poor in-game managing, as we've talked about many times, Joe Girardi literally cost them games with his tactical decisions in-game this season. But I definitely think the biggest benefit now and moving forward is is what we're talking about here is that it feels like this this team is kind of grabbed or the players are grabbing this team and saying, all right, this is our team. Let's have fun. Let's win. Let's go like show 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 what we could do, you know, instead of kind of being under Girardi's thumb, so to speak. Um, I thought one of the things I took away from this week was I really thought they saw the ball well, just, just all weekend. And I think we're hopefully starting to see Kevin Long's, um, fingerprints on this offensive lineup. Um, you know, Tuesday night regardless, but Wednesday obviously saw the ball really well. I mean, Schwarber, I thought was going to hit a home run every time he swung. I mean, he was just, he could not have been more all over Adrian Hauser, um, and even today, I mean, dude, Corbin Burns threw 108 pitches in four innings. I know it was like excruciating to get through. I guess it was 4.1, but I know it was excruciating to watch. And it was like a, they threw 400 pitches today, James. Well, did you see that? Most... Did you see the the stat? That I mean, a bunch of people tweeted out. But I, I I saw it from Adam McCalvey first. I had it to bring up 
that the you know, the Rays and Cardinals played a full nine inning two to one baseball game in an hour and fifty four minutes today. Which shout out to those teams. That's awesome. Uh, the Phillies it uh, won one game. It took an hour and fifty four minutes to play the first four innings of the Philly Brewers game today. I mean, oh, that, I saw it. That's insane, dude. Like that's rah ridiculous a 1-1 baseball game that takes two hours to get through four innings that's crazy that's a four and a half hour pace like that's nuts man it is but especially by the way real quick because the games the both two nights before like it was a three-hour game the night before and it was it was like a two hour and 40 minute game the 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 10 nothing game was like super fast yeah um but they made Corbin Burns throw 108 pitches, so whatever. Um, <laughs> I want to know what Willie Adamas' problem is. I mean, I feel like every time I turned the, turned around, it was like Willie Adamas is up, and he's <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Willie, Willie Adamas took up an hour of my time today to play. I, I, the one at bat, I'm pretty sure he saw like 15 plus pitches. Oh like, my god, it was it was ridiculous. I, Willie Adamas, calm down, man. Um, I think that the stories about Cassianos' leadership have been fascinating. Like he apparently told Bohm, like, listen, you got to pull this guy. Um, and there's just been like little stories about Cassianos kind of being vocal behind the scenes. He doesn't seem like a guy that's a rah-rah guy, um, but it seems like behind the scenes, he's having a pretty big impact with the young players. And it seems like they kind of revere him in a way. So while Schwarber, I think is the, is the outgoing good vibes, like <laughs> whatever Cassianos kind of seems like, like this is what they envisioned, I guess, um, when they brought these guys in to teach this team how to win was Schwarber as the outgoing guy and Cassiano's kind of the quiet leader behind the scenes. But um, you're starting to see more stories about that, which I think is a really interesting uh, thing to watch. Love it. Love it. We talked so much last few years, but last year in particular about how they didn't have guys like that. And we talked about Alec Bohm, you know, and we were like this poor kid's out there and there's like no one putting their arm around him and pulling him in. Um, that stuff's really good to hear. Um, the Phillies have the most home runs in the NL. I don't, I just want to put that out there. You know, the, the, for, for a long time, the season was frustrating, but here we are in, in June and they do have the most home runs in the national league. So, um, hey man, might have a little throwback to 08 around here. Oh, um, buddy. and, and final thing in the take bag before a quick top five is gonna have to be quick. You're running out of time for it. Relax. Relax. <laughs> now, I'm not doing it. I can talk all night. You got to go. I mean, I'm good. Oh yeah. 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 You've shown uh, through many times here that you can talk all night. Mr. Oh, it's late. never. I, yeah, it's never my, I'm always oh, you dead. never come. Yeah. You I never do complain. go though. I I'll say it's late and I'm tired, but then I'll talk to you for an hour and 10 minutes. So, you know, I, mean, I know, I know. Um, I don't hate playing like Odubel and Nikki together, like even against a righty and kind of just switching them off. I think it's important for, for, you know, I think, I think Mickey should get reps and I understand that Odubel is probably the better player right now. Um, but I think it's important for Mickey to get reps and I, I I'm just, I'm kind of fine with what they're doing. You know, I, I'm kind of fine with whoever you feels the right option in center field against a righty that day, go with it. And then late in games, you can switch Veerling in there. I was actually surprised I didn't, Pinch hit Veerling late in today's game, but well, that's fine. Nicky worked the walk. Two good at bats today. Love to see that. Um, so I'm 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 cool with the center field plan right now. Um, and and just hey, if Mickey can can show that he can do what he did in spring training, good. Take it and run with it. Um, so I, I'm in on what they're doing it in the center field position. Love it. All right, uh, top five. All right, top five reasons to believe this team is different. James, love it. Had to be done. Had to be done. We wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't believe in this baseball team. Number five, 
I know they're at the bottom of the lineup, but the kids, you know, and I can't wait for Mayton to come back. Uh, Stott, I mean, he, he's, he's catching up the fastballs up again. I mean, like, against Corbin Burns today, he was handling 98 pretty well. And a week ago, if you told me that he was handling Corbin Burns pretty well, I would have said you were crazy. So Stottie's coming along. Moniac, I think, has added good vibes to this team. Um, you know, sources close to Mickey say that he's been the uh, the clubhouse, uh, you know, boombox guy. I guess Love with it. the post game post game music. I think sources that's important. Close. For, Love it. <laughs> that's important for team uh, camaraderie in a way. So um, the the kids adding a spark to this team, I think, is important. Uh, number four is the bullpen's making sense. I know that they, they don't totally have the most talent in the world down there, but at least what they're doing is making sense. And Familia and low leverage, Saranthi in a good spot. Brad Hand, I thought last Saturday was a a smart spot to use them. So it's smart, rational bullpen usage, which is a crazy concept. Um, I like that all number three is that I like that the bats aren't hitting at the same time. This isn't like, Oh, they're all just hot at the same time. No wonder they've won eight straight. Cassianos isn't hitting that well. Hoskins is fine. Um, but it's not like they're, they're just all clicking at the same time. That's not happening. So Love I think that. that's important. I agree with that one. I like that. Number two is no Girardi. Obviously a massive <laughs> one. It's number one topper. No, number one is number one is the vibes, man. The Love vibes it. are off the charts. They are great. They are happy. They're having fun. They look like they want to be there. And uh, shout out to Rob Thompson um, for for bringing a common sense approach to to this baseball team. And honestly, every article I read about, oh, they're already lo- they're, they're thinking about their replacement and whatnot, like. Let the let let Rob Thompson cook for a little bit here. Love you know, it. We don't need to start thinking Love about it. his replacement right now. So. No, no, no. Let this man do his thing for right now. Yep. So uh, shout out to Tomper and uh, man, I can't wait for this weekend. I know they got Zach Gallon tomorrow night. That'll be tough, but the D backs aren't great. So uh, let's uh, let's keep this thing going. All right. I love it. Uh, final thoughts. You got to get out of here. My final thought is that I hope that I am alive to do this podcast. Me too, buddy. That Saturday was going to be, I had three final thoughts. My last one was, please don't die. Like we need you here, buddy. We joke around, you know, but we need you here. Okay. Oh, thanks. That's a touching tribute. I, yeah. I'll put this on my gravestone. Yeah. We need you here. That's, that's what I got for you. Um, all right. I have two final thoughts. One is a, a Jack Fritz thought and one is a baseball thought. What do you want first? And what do you want last? Uh, baseball thought. Okay. Enough with the playoff odds in June and May and whatever. Like, enough. Like, I don't need to know that the Mets have a 98.4% chance to win the division in bleeping June. Like, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. So many things will happen between now and the end of the season that those, like the Angels, a week and a half ago, had a uh, or two weeks ago, had a 78% chance or whatever to make the playoffs. And obviously now it's like 7%. Like, baseball's weird. There are ebbs and flows. It's a long season. Enough. Can you agree with me on that, Jack? One million percent. I hate win probability and I Uh, hate playoff odds. Thank you. It drives me crazy. All right. And my Fritz thought, and this is out of love because I love you and we love you and this podcast love you. I think you're starting to overuse grow up. You know... Like last night, night, you tweeting, I need the Celtics to grow up and put Pritchard in the game so he can hit a three. I think think it's jump the shark. What about grow up and put Sir Anthony in the closer role? (laughs) See, that's okay, I think. But I think you're just using a little too much. I think it's losing a little. I know. I'm doing it for you. I'm looking out for you, buddy. 
No, it's it's bad because I've been. Uh, <laughs> I know it's bad because like I I love grow up. It's one I of my know, faves. You know, know that. But now I'm starting to use like the the young people terms. Like I'm so uh, topper pilled. You know that's one of those <laughs> things. And like this guy's goaded. Um. So like, I get it. But it's re- like I just I think grow up is one of the funniest terms in the <laughs> know, in the, in the it's, dictionary. It's very good. So. I, I'll try. Okay. I'll try. I've okay. tried with feels like a loss. I'll try with grow up. I use it in back to back nights. I didn't use it today, so it's fresh for the weekend. Okay, right? That's the Joe Girardi book. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can you can you can pitch grow up this weekend. You should be fine. Thank you. Uh, hey, that's, a, that's accountability on this podcast. I'm looking out for you, buddy. Grow up and stop using grow up so much. Okay. I'll try. <laughs> All right. Go to your thing. The Phillies are freaking back, buddy. This is amazing. I love it. So much fun. We'll be back uh, after the weekend. Yeah, it is the weekend. I almost lost days there, Jack. Woo! He's for some salsa. We'll see you later.